You are now listening to For the Record with Adian Loso. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back, welcome back. It's your boy Loso. Hey, what's happening, y'all? And it's your boy AD. And this is For the Record, man. The season finale. Dun, 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 dun. Man, can you believe it, dude? Uh, yeah, after we've been doing this for so many weeks, yeah, I can't fucking believe it. They probably <laughs> get, get your shit and go. That's what I feel like y'all telling us to do, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is crazy, dude. This is um, episode 15. This is going to be our season finale and um yeah, man, it's 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 been some it's been some weeks. Damn it, see, like we just started on the low. In a while, man. Yeah, man. Right. I remember when we did start this, and it was like early in the year, and it just yeah slowly became a part of our agenda for the week. And I mean, right. I'm just more acclimated to it. So I'm excited to get this over with, man. I, I really um, wanted us to do uh, an episode, you know, where we kind of you know gave more detail and insight as to who we are as people and. You know who y'all been listening to this whole time you know um, yes sir i'm really glad that we're able to do this man and i'm excited for us to get started on on the next season absolutely absolutely season two man uh yeah i'm, I'm ready to get, get get that to y'all but you know of course want to go ahead and end season one with a bang so all right like AD did state yeah man he, he stated man we, we go dive in a little bit and you guys are gonna learn a little more about us so it's going to be, you know, kind of different from the other episodes that you have heard previously. We're going to do something a little different this time. So we're actually going to interview each other. I'm going to start off and, uh, you know, speak with AD. And then after the break, he's going to do the same with me. Speak so, on it. Are, are, are you ready, AD? Are you ready? Ooh, I'm about to dive in. <laughs> Looking at <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm I got a few questions for you. So my first one is, right. um, you know, like myself, I know you are a huge music lover. Okay. Give me three artists from each decade of your life that just have like a grasp on you, and they just make make you or made you love music even more than you already did. Give me three of them from each decade. Okay, here we go. All right. So if you guys don't know, I was born in 1991. Um, so we're going to start it from that decade. Um, got to start it off with Destiny's Child. Um, that Writings on the Wall album, I think it came out like 96, man. Um, I have three older sisters, um, one in particular that lived with me. I mean, she blasted it. Um, so, of course, I had love for that. I would actually sneak and bar it when she wasn't around. Anita Baker. Um, huge influence. My mother is a huge Anita Baker fan. And so, of course, you know, she would be playing her around the house anytime we clean it up. So, of course, I have to have an infatuation with Anita Baker. And then Tupac. Um, if you guys don't know, I was raised in a small country town in Alabama. And, um, you know, we like Biggie, too, but we was bigger on Pac. If, if you was from down south, I feel like you just Pac had a bigger influence on us. And um, mm. I, I remember the day he actually was murdered. Um, we were in my mom's best friend project. She lived in the bottom of the projects. And I remember the headline came on the news that he had been shot and killed. And my mom's best friend just literally broke down in tears and just cried, you know, yeah, for a, a long time. And we, you know, of course, you know, I was five at the time. This happened in 1996. So, I mean, I just was very emotional about it, you know, seeing her cry so hard. So 
definitely Pac. So over to the 2000s, I had to kick it to A. Marie because A. Marie, man, around like 2004 to like 2006, man, she was just such a, a huge person on the scene. She had great songs. Um, and I just loved how they sounded. Um, also, Ja Rule, man, I man, Ja Rule was that dude before 50 Cent. <laughs> his career, Ja Rule was that nigga. This and, is um, true. I remember that song, Holla, Holla. Hey. And it was just a, that shit could come on now and I'm jumping on somebody's fucking couch. Yeah. I'm with it. And um, also the Grok group Evanescence. Um, okay. I loved them. I remember hearing their song in that movie, Daredevil. And when the dad died and that, that song, All of Me, My Immortal, it just really, I, it just captivated my soul. I just thought it was such a beautiful, beautiful composition, everything about it. Um, then over to the tens, got to give it over to Rihanna. I mean, she dropped album after album after album, and there was no album that I wanted to skip any of the songs. If you guys don't know, I have spent my last on Rihanna's concert tickets. Um, my last on Rihanna's CDs, even throughout college, I was struggling. I still bought Rihanna's CDs. <laughs> it did not matter. Um, future, the toxic King himself, man, uh, <laughs> Huge influence on me in the 2010s, man. You couldn't go nowhere after it. first the Dirty Sprite came out and then DS2 dropped. And that shit's still about, that's his greatest work of all time. I don't give fuck with nobody tell you. Yes, sir. I agree. And then finally, Janae Aiko, I would definitely say, um, rounded it out. You know, she just has this sultry sound about her that always sounds like poetry and motion, and I love it. And then finally, for the 20s, um, I know we're kind of just getting started in 2021, but these artists have really just captivated my attention. Got to start it off with that boy, young boy NBA. Um, it's something about it, man. I can honestly tell, you know, I wasn't surprised when the list came out about the highest paid rappers of 2020. Like, he makes bank. And um, I, I know that he's a newer generation rapper, you know, and a lot of people may not necessarily understand what he's saying or where he's coming from. But it, I can tell there is something significant about him. And I think that's why his sound resonates with so many people and so many different, you know, types of people. So huge young boy NBA fan. Um, Billie Eilish, um, absolutely. I'm ecstatic that her album is coming out this week. Like, I'm finna be bumping that shit. I'm all, her and damn Donda, Yeezy, stop playing with us, man. Um, <laughs> exactly. But I'm ecstatic to hear her album, happier than ever. Um, I know it's gonna be a beautiful project. And then finally, Tyler, the creator, man. Um, I had heard of him a little bit back in the tens, um, and I didn't really catch the wave. And then I remember this girl I went to college with, she sent me this song by him. It was called um, She, and it featured Frank Ocean. Yes, sir. And, um, I fell in love with that song. I still love that song to this day. And then just after hearing, you know, Igor, which was an amazing project, but then this new project that he just dropped, Call Me When You Get Lost, like, I, I just, he's here, and he's here to stay, and he has such a phenomenal sound, and, and he really is someone that I feel like represents me in a sense and that's what i love about it finally hearing an artist that you know really fully represents me and i hear myself in his lyrics and i love it man um so okay. those are my artists man that is a really really nice list uh, i will say kind of piggyback a little bit ja Rule was like at his peak like back then like ja Rule was killing the dude he was most definitely killing it and a marie such a breath of fresh air. Literally. Um, that 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 was a really, really good pick. I really like that one. And, and Tyler, I do want to say 
she is the actual that's the actual first song I heard from Tyler Crater, like back when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that song when I heard it and just like him and Frank, Frank rapping on there, singing the chorus, like the song was super dope. So I, I like that list, man. That's that's what's up. That's what's up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, so <clears throat> the next question. Now, me and you have talked about this before, and dun, dun, dun. um <laughs> you know, normally on the show, if we're talking about let's say Taylor Swift or Miley Cyrus or Madonna. You always refer to them as white queen. And again, we've had conversations about it on the show. Can you kind of explain the term white queen? Because we we talked one day and we were like, you know, do you think that, you know, white women or white people in general would be offended by this? And, 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 you know, so, so kind of just kind of, kind of explain this to us. I would love to explain. I know that race and sexuality and religion, these are very sensitive topics, right? And when we get on this, I'm glad that we do have a platform where we don't have to censor ourselves and where you and I both represent so many different um, populations of people. And so when I make the term or the statement white queen, and I wanted to say it when you was naming their names, it is to me, uh, it's a differentiation because when I just say someone is a queen, you know, of course, you know, I'm referring to a black woman or someone probably that's in a minority group that has not been privy to the same privileges that white women have and white women in the industry whether you know they're still women and of course they still face many struggles but they do not face the same struggles that black women or women of color face and so i use it as a differentiation between that from the struggles and and the success that they have in comparison to what someone who has had a harder struggle to do and so when I hear these women's names that have been in music so long, I mean, you name Madonna, but then also Taylor Swift and Cindy Lauper. And I think of these women because yes, while they haven't had the same struggle that, you know, someone like maybe A. Marie went through in the time, they have made significant contributions to the music industry and their music really resonates with me. And that's why when I hear their name, I'm just like, they go, they go to fuck off. And I love to hear their sound. I love to hear their music. And, you know, I was I was, you know, working my job last week. And I remember that on um, that that Kid Leroy song came on um, without you. You remember I sent you that with him and Miley Cyrus? Miley Cyrus, yeah. Yeah. So the regular version came on and there was a white woman in the store and we were talking about it. And she was like, don't you just love the version with Miley Cyrus? I was like, absolutely. And I almost fucked around and I was like, yeah, she's a white queen. Duh. But right. <laughs> the, I mean, the track is so much better with her on it. And I say all that to say, I truly be- I love that. They- I love their contributions that they make to music. I love their sound. I love to hear their music. Um, and for me, it resonates with me personally is because a lot of those artists like them. I was always told there was something wrong with me for liking artists like that when I was growing right. Up. I was always told, well, that's gay that you listen to Taylor Swift or that's weird that you like Miley Cyrus. And I used to be ashamed of my like and 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 general just, you know, love for their music. I used to hide it. And then I got to a point where I got comfortable with myself and who I was. And I was like, bitch, fuck you. I like this shit. And bitch, if you don't like it, get the fuck out of my face. And, <laughs> and I hate it. And that's a, that's another huge reason as to why I didn't want to do this podcast is to be a voice for people like that. Like, because I remember being that little boy, you know, that, you know, I couldn't listen to, you know, Destiny's Child or something like that. Like people don't understand when you're black and you're a man, you know, you are raised up hard. Right. You know, I don't give a fuck where you're from. Any black man, you're raised up hard and they are hard on you. And, you know, it, it 
a lot of times we're not allowed the freedom to be children. That's just black kids in general. Yeah. Um, and we're told what we like and what we don't like and what we do and what we can't do. And that's why I'm so really elated to see this generation really stepping out and being like, no, motherfucker, I may be 12, but this is what I like and this is what I don't like. And um, we weren't allowed that privilege. And um, even when I, I remember, I really wanted to speak on this fact. I remember there was one episode, it was either last week or the week before, when we were talking about um, Aubrey's um, song, um, the new song she put out, and I said it was trash, and, and it is. Um, but I remember, <laughs> I was like, let the white gays keep it, let the white gays have it. You know, to me, it, it's music is for everyone. It was never to say that you know, it has to stay within a certain realm because again, that's right. what we've been pressed to do all our lives. It's more so to say I've been in those spaces where I've been around white gays and I know they would fuck with that song because I know the type of music they listen to. Or even if I'm at a little ratchet club back home, I know what's going to resonate in that space because I've been in those spaces. And that's the great thing about being someone who can speak to different music genres and being able to listen to different things is because you know where shit's going to pop. Like house music is going to pop in Chicago. Like that's where it pops it. You know what I'm saying? There are other places it may, but Chicago is like a staple for that. You know what I'm saying? Whereas like in Atlanta, it's not that big. Atlanta, they want to hear trap shit. It's just a regional thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so I never want to offend anyone. I just want to make it perfectly clear that when I use the term white queen, it, it honestly is a term of endearment and it's a term of respect because these white women have given a lot to the music industry and I love their music and I want to hear more from them. And yeah. I truly respect their, their platform and their artistry. Okay. Well, folks, there you have it. Uh, of course, you know, me, I, I knew what you meant, but you know, we want our listeners to know, you know hey, we're not on here to, you know, bash. We might make jokes and stuff like that, but we're not on here to bash Absolutely. anyone. We love everyone. So, you Absolutely. know, don't even think that. Um, I, I do want to say something to you saying, like, growing up, you were kind of, <clears throat> I guess, like, and, and this is anyone looked at different for listening to certain music. So, it, like, for me at home, I always tell people, my dad, like, that's where I get it from. My dad listened to everything. So that's kind of why I was at home. But when I did get like around kids my age at school or summer camp or whatever, I didn't let them know that like, hey, I like No Doubt or I like Destiny's Child or, you know, Blink-182. Like I, I didn't I didn't let people know that stuff because I kind of felt like, you know, okay, dude, you black. We don't listen to that, mm -hmm. you know. <clears throat> so I completely understand where you're coming from. Um <clears throat> And I do love now that kids are kind of just like listening to what they wanted to listen to, like what they like, not what, yeah. you know, they're told or, or have in their mind what they actually should listen to. So that was really, really dope, man. So um, let's go ahead and jump to the next one. Jump on it. So, uh, you know, we've talked about mental health on this show uh, and off the show as well. When you're having a moment and you just kind of like feeling down, like, what artist or what type of music kind of brings you out of like that, that bubble you get in? It was so funny when you asked me this question, because, you know, sometimes when I'm down, I don't necessarily want to get out of that mood. I want something that is going to just <clears throat> keep me in the presence of that state of mind and kind of soothe me. And so I don't necessarily automatically go to something to cheer me up. Like, let's say I'm down, you know, or kind of feeling like eh, or blah. 
You know, I may put on Lana Del Rey, you know what I'm saying? The queen of darkness. Maybe I want to hear that sound right now. Uh, you know, maybe I will jump over to Janae Aiko and it kind of soothes me back into a little piece. And then I may go to some of her upbeat tracks, like only love is left alive or something like that. And so I, love song. I know, right. Such a bop. And, um, it, you know, sometimes I like being in that space and having, I love the fact that there is different sounds for different moods because sometimes I want to be in that space and just be okay. Right. Um, but if I am trying to, you know, like I think about me waking up, you know, getting up in the morning, like young boy NBA is going to be played. I mean, it's just a fact. I'm, I'm, I need to go to work feeling like I'm slinging dope in the club. And so <laughs> I'm with that, but you know, uh, some artists like that, or, you know, um, like I said, my, I have such a weird playlist because I will literally put shuffle on my recently played and just kind of move different tracks to just go. And so mm -hmm. it, it ranges from everything, man. I can honestly say that I'm a very eclectic person, but I know when I just recently did that, even this morning, I mean, the first song was that 666 songs by, by YG and Youngboy NBA, and I went the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> In my bathroom brushing my teeth, I was just turned so... Yeah, it really just depends on the type of vibe I'm feeling because I may just want to cope that that emotional status that I'm in at the time. Okay, okay, that's what's up. I I, I like that answer, especially you saying you're like you're really eclectic because of course I'm I'm the same way. The difference with me if I am in a certain kind of mood, um, I'm I'm kind of like you in the sense of where I want to like weirdly stay in that mood. So I would listen to like the the most depressing shit that I just kind of feel is so fucking beautiful mm -hmm. and um, sometimes get in a even deeper hole because for me listen to happy listen to happy music is really not going to make me happy I'm sorry right. you know unless I'm already in a good mood but if I'm in like a really really down mood listen to happy music it's not going to bring me out of that so exactly. I, <clears throat> right yeah, that is that is most definitely true. So that, that's that's what's up, man. Okay. So um the next question I have for you. Yes, sir. Did you ever see yourself doing a podcast and being able to share something that you love so much with everyone? If I'm being honest, I absolutely did. I have been told for I don't know how many amount of years that I should do radio. Um, I've always been told that I have this voice that resonates with people and even people who have just met me. They're like, oh, do your voice like I, you know, I, I, I knew I wanted to do something about my voice, whether it be voiceover acting or a podcast or a radio host. Like I know I, I can hear how I sound and I, I love to speak. If that makes sense. Um, so right. actually, I did know that I was going to do something like this. Um, I do love the fact that it's centered around music, something that I can speak so passionately about. Um, and that we speak to world events and current topics. And it really allows me to have a platform to speak and be myself without censorship. And, you know, just like, you know, my best friends, you know, they love sports and shit. They, they can speak very passionately about that. You know, it's like now I have something that I can give a voice to that I'm very knowledgeable on and that I can speak, you know, easily about. So, yeah, I didn't know. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to fucking know. <laughs> you motherfucking know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. 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 All right. So let's see. The next question. And this is actually the final question. Okay. So I want to know how it has been um doing a podcast with me. 
uh, someone who you met like in a music group meet. We've only met in person once. So w- what is it like doing a-, a podcast with someone who you like really, really, you know, but you don't know, you see what I'm saying? Right. And how has the whole experience been? Uh, give me a pros and your cons. I mean, the pros, you know, we didn't really know each other. And, um, you know, I can tell from the music group, you know, you know, I had uh, side conversations that I knew, you know, you just weren't some hotel nigga, you know, saying (laughs) shit in the group because, you know, I'm saying you had a broader range of what you liked and what you didn't like. And you were very uh, opinionated. And so I knew that we would I knew that we would get along. I knew that this was something that we could we could work with. Um, so I love the fact that we have just developed such complete transparency with one another. Um, we've really developed a, a really good friendship, man. And, yeah. you know, that's something I really value because I mean, for our listeners who don't know, like me and Loso will be sending each other tracks all throughout the day, having conversations yeah. about music all day, every day. We do this all the time. <laughs> right. And it's so cool to get to voice, um, and express that opinion on this podcast. Um, so that's a pro to me, all those. We do share similar visions with music, um, but we're also not afraid to disagree with one another and really, you know, let each other know, like, nah, that ain't a bopper, or like, mm, right. you know what I'm saying? And we don't blindly agree with one another. And it's right. good to have that difference of opinion. Um, the cons, I would really say it's really been difficult um, just with technical difficulties that we may face. You know, sometimes, you know, that's not working or, you know, when, you know, we didn't have the sounding right. Um, there's also right. a time difference between us. You know, I'm on Eastern time, you're on Central time. So just trying to coordinate each other's schedules has, um, it's not always a big challenge, but, you know, we kind of just work through it when, when we, whenever we do have an issue. So um, I know it would be better if we were in the same space doing that, you know, of course, and, you know, just be a better energy if we were literally right next to each other. But right, I think overall how we've done it, I mean, I'm pretty impressed. Okay, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. So, yeah, I, I'm almost definitely, uh, really, absolutely appreciate you. And you know, like I, like you said, man, we really have developed a a good friendship. We 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 stay at each other, but we we fuck with each other. You know what I'm saying? Um, and we disagree on a lot, a whole lot, especially music. So, again, I I, I do agree with you when you say that that's a good thing about the show because you don't want anyone. Or want to do a podcast with someone who is gonna be like, oh yeah, I love that too. Or I love that too. I love that too. Like, yeah. motherfucker, do you do you not dislike anything that I'm I'm telling you that you know that I love? So it's it's good, man. This is it's cool and yeah, man. This is uh I, I still can't believe this is the end of our first season, dude. Yeah, man. I'm yeah. just excited because I'm ready to apply the things that we have learned from this first season and go over to the second and just have improvements Um, because this was was my first podcast as a trial run. And I'm just, there's so many little tweaks that I want to make and things that I see that we can improve on. Um, Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's just been a blessing to have you, man. I just really want to thank you, man. It's, it's been great. If y'all know Loso works really hard, even when I'm fucking up some of the time, man, Loso picks up the slack, man. So it's, it's great to have him as a counterpart on this show. Um, So thanks, man. Well, man, I, I do. I really, really, really do. Super appreciate that, man. That's that's what's up. So, guys, we have reached break time. So we're going to be gone for just a little minute, but then we're going to come back with the jump off. Hey. Jump it off. <laughs> we're going to come back, man, and uh, AD, AD's going to bring us back, and he's going to ask me some questions. So oh my. Um, 
Come back with us, man. We'll be back real, real soon. All right. What's happening in? Yo, it's your boy AD, one of your co-hosts for For The Record. Yo, check me and my boy Loso out as we discuss music in the windows, pop culture, great music, and who your mama and them used to bump back in the day. Yo, so check out For The Record podcast. New episodes dropping every Wednesday. All right? Peace. And we're back. Nom, 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 nom. Thanks for sticking with us, y'all. We are back. It's your boy AD. It's your boy Loso. If you ain't know so, and damn sure y'all better know so by damn it now. Or you haven't been listening, you dummy. <laughs> so, welcome back, man. So we want to get to the second portion, man. And actually, it's my time to interview Los. So, are you ready, Bridgman? Man, I am ready, 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 like Freddy. Ready, Freddy. All right. Well, let's get down to it, man. So my first question for you, man, is what do you want the people? listening to our podcast to know about who you are and the things that you do say on our podcast? Um, Let me see. I feel like the people who listen, who are listening to the podcast, I feel like they kind of get a good idea of who I am. I'm, this is really me all the time. I'm super silly. I cuss a lot. Um, yeah, this is just really, this is who I am. Like, I, I talk... The way that I talk on the podcast, I talk like that literally every day, all the time. So it's it's just who I am, man. Um, let me see. Um, the things that I say on the podcast, like, okay, elaborate a little bit. What do you feel that I say that people may have like questions about, or, or are you just basically stating in general? You know, in general, or maybe you made a comment about you know <clears throat> Nicki Minaj about being the queen, or Lizzo doing things for attention. Okay, so um, <laughs> okay, well, uh, so we could start off with Nicki Minaj. She's not the queen. I feel like I don't. There's nothing to explain there. Um, but she is a black queen. I will give her that. She is a beautiful black woman. I, I hope you're happy. Um, <laughs> as as far as Lizzo is is concerned, like the the stuff because. You know, I feel like we had a conversation about that, and I see nothing wrong with her letting it all out. I guess I'll say that because that's normally how she does it. Um, but I just kind of feel like Lizzo just—I I feel like she does that all for attention. Like you know, she says she's doing it for the big girls and stuff like that. But it's kind of like, okay, you—you you know, you started off and that was like your thing or whatever, and it's like we're kind of past that. I kind of think people don't really care anymore. Like big women are really loving their bodies more and kind of wearing what they want. So it's kind of like Lizzo, you really can kind of chill out with it. But Lizzo is go Lizzo. Um, have nothing. I'm, I'm not discriminating against her at all. Again, another beautiful black woman. Uh, but I just kind of feel like she does do a lot of the things that she does. For um, she, she wants you guys' attention. That's, that's what she wants. But yeah, about? man, I'm 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 a I'm a <laughs> dushy. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm pretty much an open book. Like you know, ADD state. Like we talk all the time, and he can tell you like this is this is me. This is this is the Carlos. This is that's that's a, that's what you go get. You know. Yeah, and that's really his name, by the way, y'all. It is. Yeah. So, moving on. So, this is on my notice, man. But whenever we mention drug use on the show. It seems to be a simple, simple, oh, excuse me, sensitive topic for you to discuss. Now, what role do you feel like music plays in correlation to this for you? 
Okay. So the the drug use thing, I have um my brother was on drugs pretty much all my life until I think this year is 13 years he'll be clean. So just kind of like being around that, growing up around that environment, uh, growing up seeing my mom kind of like lose focus of everything and because she was just so worried about about him, me growing up like loving the hell out of my brother but not being able to show him or, or, or get that love back because he was just like completely gone. Just kind of... <clears throat> I, I guess for me, made me just kind of like lose myself in into music, and you know there are a lot of artists who we've had like over the years talk about their drug use, die from drug use, things like that, and it's always a really really sensitive subject to me because I seen what it did to my brother, I seen what you know it did to you know me and my family, and to know that someone else is kind of like going through something like similar to that is just kind of insane. Um, Amy Winehouse, who, who my gosh, she's been dead now a few years. And um, that was one that just like really, really hit home. I love Amy Winehouse. I love that she was so dark. I love that she talked about her alcoholism and her drug use freely. And you could kind of just tell like, her singing, her performing, whatever she was doing, off that vibe that she was just hurting so bad, and I felt really, really sorry for her, but to me, it kind of seems like it maybe was kind of good for her because she was able to just let everything out, and I kind of feel like that's a good thing, is just to being able to just, you know, let everything out and just kind of free herself. Um it it had got so bad for her at one point, you know, I don't know if you've seen the movie, and I got so bad for her that she would get drunk and get super high and not be able to perform her shows because that album, that Back to Black album, took her back to that place. And she said, I don't want to sing these songs anymore. That song was big, and I think she toured like three, four years after that album dropped, still promoting that album. And she just got to a point to where she just could not do it anymore because it hurt her so bad. So just, you know, any any artist, whether it's like, you know, Kid Cudi is another one. I know he's been clean some time now, but he's another one that I just really kind of clinged on to because he kind of had that issue. Any artist like that, it just kind of takes me back. Um, and, and I always just kind of I have a I have a soft spot for them. Um, and I've even had some friends, you know, go through the same thing. Um but as it relates to music, it's kind of like, you know, music is something I love. If, if I'm getting in one of those moods because there's something going on, like drug related, whether it's in my family or friendship, anything like that, it just kind of soothes me. But it also makes me feel, I guess, closer to an artist if I love that artist who has kind of like been through the same thing or maybe going through drug use. So it just kind of... Trying to see it on, on both ends with it. Wow. Yeah. Dude, thank you so much for being totally transparent and, and honest about that, man. That was amazing to hear, man. Absolutely. All right. Let me pick my tears up off the floor. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> so, next question. Uh, for many of you guys who don't know, um, you know, Loso is actually comprised a music compilation album. 
Um, the project was titled Nirvana. Um, and so, you know, I one fucking awesome sauce, right? Like we got a whole music person on the fucking line with us every day. But I want to know, where did you even begin to start that project? And also, will there be more like it in the future? Okay, cool. That's a, that's a good one. So, man, Nirvana, um, that's my baby. That is my baby. So, a few years ago, it was summertime. It was actually my brother's birthday. My brother's birthday is August the 16th. I woke up on my brother's birthday. And... I was like, you know what? I want to put a, a project together. Now, what made me even think about this? Go go a, a few a few um, months on, but before that, um, Solange dropped a compilation album called Saint Heron, and uh, it featured a lot of indie artists, maybe one or two mainstream people. I think uh, Janae who was on there, and of so, course Solange was on there, and I think. Cassie and I guess Cassie used to be mainstream or whatever, but it was mainly like indie artists. Um, and I thought it was like the most beautiful compilation I have ever heard in my life. I still feel the same way, absolutely in love with it. Um, and I was just like, damn, where does she find these people? Like, you know, I love I love music, but it's like, where do you find like these artists? So that happened. I played the hell out of the album woke up and decided I wanted to do something like it. So um, me and Tiffany, Tiffany, you know Tiffany, um, I, I, I let her know my idea. She was like, well, let's brainstorm. We went to a coffee shop, had the laptop, and I actually, um, I did a survey monkey. Just kind of like ask people like what they thought or whatever, had some really, really good feedback. And I just started reaching out to random ass people on social media. Now, um, it was weird because I literally did not know these people at all. I was literally just sending DMs or comments. Hey, will you message me? Will you do this? Will you do that? Um, And I ended up getting, I think, 96 total submissions that people were like emailing songs or emailing projects to me. So, um, yeah, majority of it happened, happened over social media. I went through every single song, every single submission. I'm going to say, oh, this is, I, I think between September and December that year, that was just kind of like a really, really crazy time because I already had the date when I wanted it to come out. Uh, and it actually came out on January the 16th, which happened to be uh, his birthday. So it came out on January 16th. So in between like end of September, December, I'm trying to come up with an album cover. I'm trying to go through all these songs. I'm trying to figure out who's going to do like the mixing and mastering and and things like that. So, um, yeah, man, it it was a long ass process. I got down to like maybe I think my last like 25 songs. I had a couple friends uh, over, had like a little listening section and I let them decide which ones like what which ones were their favorites and i made that like the the final 18 for the album um reached out to a graphic designer and i told him exactly what i wanted on the album cover and he just took it to the to the next level 
So uh, I remember waking up. It was Thanksgiving morning. I woke up and had an email, and it was just a sample. And I was like, what the fuck is this? He literally took what I wanted, um, and and he, uh, again, he just flipped the fuck out of it. AD, I don't know if you've seen it before. I might just send you a picture. So um, Nirvana is like the, the highest state of happiness. Not only just, you know, the band, but it's like the peak of happiness. That's the nef- definition of the word, basically. And I told him I wanted an island. Kind of just like by itself. But I just wanted to be just so just like beautiful and enchanting and something that just just would just like make you stay there like what is like bring you to this place and again he just kind of he just kind of took it there and and he did it so i got that done i was like okay mix and mastering um i ended up getting this guy here uh his name was sean jeremy he has a studio called the record shop so shout out to the record shop they've actually worked with um i think john legend brandy norwood taylor swift like I end up getting like the hook up. I had a friend hook this up for me. So exciting, dude. So exciting just to just to go in and have him do the album exactly how I want it. How I wanted to kind of build, how I wanted to flow and things like that. And uh yeah, man, January the 16th, the album came out. Um I had a uh well, I didn't have it. One of my boys here who uh, does like a party from uh, party promoting or, or whatever had me like a album release party. Um, like the dude who was running for mayor, there were judges there. There were like so many prominent people in Nashville at this event. Wow. Uh, of course, along with my friends and stuff like that. One of the most incredible nights of my damn life. It it was it was just. I was in, in that moment. I was in Nirvana. I was just like, I, I was like, nothing can top this, and I, I don't think nothing has topped topped it since then. That was just like an amazing night. So yeah, man. Um, I I I, I went on a little um uh, a little journey when we talk about, it, but that that's how I started. Um, as far as doing it again, I want to. But I want to have that same feeling I had when I did the first one. Okay. I feel like if I don't have that feeling, it's not gonna be. It's it's, it's not gonna be what what I want it to be. I don't know. So we'll see. You know, uh, a lot of the artists who worked on there, like some of them have like record deals now, and I got one like an article in Ebony Magazine. Um, I think maybe a few months after the album came out. That's actually how I ended up getting on the first podcast I was on. I They interviewed me. I was just a guest. And I think like that next week he was like, dude, we got like a, a huge response. They had me on like the whole show. They got like a huge response and thought I would be a good addition. So that's how I got on there. But um, I, I don't know, man. Maybe Maybe in the future. I really can't say that right now that I will do another one. Uh I, like I said, I want to have that same that same love that I have for that first one. And I know I'm not gonna be able to recreate that because that that's that's the first one. Like that's 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 the you know that's the one. 
But you know, who knows? On down the line, I may change my mind, decide to go ahead and do it. I feel it. Yeah. All right, for the listeners, if they do want to check out Nirvana, uh, where are they able to listen to it at now? Okay, so Nirvana, um, of course, is not on streaming services. A lot of the music on there was like sampling and things like that. Uh, uh, then another thing, I did Nirvana like completely free. Um, and I didn't want to sell like these people's music and go through the house of trying to split up money with all the streaming stuff. I was like, I'm not going through that. This is going to be a free project. So Nirvana is actually on Noise Trade. And Nirvana is on Bandcamp. You can go out there, download the apps, look for the album. Um, yeah, it's there, man. That that's how people can can listen to it if they would like to. Wow. Well, bro, thank you so much for that. Okay. So if you yes, guys are now, bro, so is motherfucking certified. Okay. <laughs> so next question for you, man. What artists do you feel like from the newer generation do you feel like will have a lasting impact? Because I know we discuss some of these new artists at times and you ain't getting mm-hmm. what artists do you feel like from this generation will transcend the current time? First one that comes to my mind is Dua Lipa. Okay. I'm not even a huge fan of her like that. And now I do love Levitating. If you know me, you know I love that damn song. But her other music, music is cool. But I feel like she's going to be around for a minute. Um, because she is just so pop. She is like the pop lady right now to me. Like, as far as just like straight up pop music, that that that's her thing. And normally pop musicians have... Um, longevity the way she the way she's looking like her whole style uh the way she carries herself like her music is you know it's good it's good for the for the clubs it's 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 pop it's straight up pop music so i kind of feel like dua lipa i feel like she's gonna be around for a good minute honestly i really do hey i believe it brother yeah well okay oh and and just dua lipa dua lipa that's it all right <laughs> yeah, that that's the that, that was like the first one that came to mind. Yeah, no, like as far as like rappers and stuff like that, you already know how I am with the new ones. So uh um yeah, we we, we can go on more because there's probably not any more that I, I could think of like that. So final question for you, Shane. You have been around longer than I have, you know, around longer than a lot of people, you know. You're Shame And um, I just want to know from you, what artist has surpassed your expectations and what's also an artist that didn't achieve the status or greatness that you thought that they would? Mm, okay. So I actually have two for both of these. For, I mean, for both questions. Um, the ones that surpassed, the first one I'm going to say is Kanye West. When Kanye came out, I did not like him at all. Was not a fan at all. I was like, dude, just seems like he's doing like a little too much. Kanye was cocky back then. He's not cocky like he is now, but he was cocky back then. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, this dude, he he just he ain't it. Like I, I I wasn't really fucking with him. I went to go see Kanye in concert. He was at uh one of the campuses. Like uh, the college dropout tour, I can't remember which campus it was. Went to the concert and he just fucking blew me away. And when I tell you, it was like, you know how those college concerts are. It was a fucking stage and Kanye West. There was no 
nothing else. That was it. It wasn't nothing. It was just him. Well, of course, in this DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, and from that moment, I was like, okay, this dude might be he 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 might be something. And from that moment, dude, like I have been, you know, you know, I fuck with Ye. I fucks with Ye. And he has just he he keeps going. He keeps fucking going. He continues to reinvent himself with with each era. Um, a, a lot of people don't like Kanye, you know, for a, a lot of reasons, you know. Uh, but he just the, the man is he he's a genius. He he continues to amaze me, even you know, with his recent album listening that he did in Atlanta. Um I, I, I didn't see it. Back then I did not think that Kanye was gonna be what he is right now. I did not see it at all. Even and, and I, I'm gonna say it took a minute. I think when my favorite Kanye album is 808's Heartbreak. I thought when he came out with that album, I said, dude, he's here to stay. He's not going anywhere. But those first few, I loved them. Still love them to this day. But I, I just I didn't think that he was gonna be like what he's became at all. At all. Okay. The next one that I have on this one is Missy Elliott, who everybody knows absolutely love. I didn't think Missy was gonna make it because I thought when she first came out, she was just like too over the edge, which I love. Loved her being completely different, not sounding like nobody. Um, you know, her and Timler just had to, their own thing. And I was just like, I fuck with her, but like people ain't really finna be fuck with her like this. Mm-hmm. Like they really not go fuck with her like that. And the people did. People fucking love to this day. I still say she deserves her things. Um, way more things that she's gotten, but to this day, she still hasn't received the love she she should. Missy Elliott has, again, like Kanye, just continued to just grow and just go deeper into the future. Like, you know, her videos that came out back then in the 90s, you see them now, it's kind of like they're still just so far ahead of the time. So it was just something then, I was just like, you know, she's just so weird and she's so different like people are not gonna get it and I feel like I was one of those I was one of those kids you know I was I feel like I was pretty normal but I was also kind of like weird and and that she's one of those artists like I didn't I didn't wouldn't want nobody to know that I'm listening to Missy Elliott just because like Missy Elliott you know she's doing the, the crazy stuff in these videos and doing this and doing that like I didn't want anybody to know that I was listening to that because I just kind of felt like it wasn't the cool thing to do Right. But it's kind of like as I got older and Missy just continued to just body any damn thing that she did. Like most of the 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 guys in the industry, like killing them. You know, it it, it just it just came natural. But yeah, I did I didn't think that she was gonna be Missy Elliott. I didn't. Nice, yeah, I I did not. Um, let's see. Artist that I thought that they would be huge, but they really weren't. I have two on this one. My first one, Lauren Hill. Now, Lauren Hill is huge, but had Lauren Hill came after the miseducation 
and and, and giving us something else, I, I feel like she just would have kept going. Everything, of course, happens for a reason. Uh, the miseducation right now to this day is still amazing. It is one of the most eight amazing debut albums I've ever heard in my life. Um, being an adult now, hearing it when I was a kid, completely, completely, completely different. Um, I just wish she would have kept doing her thing. And I, I I feel like we'll never know why. You know, she, she did the MTV Unplugged and it was, I guess, what it was, but it wasn't what we wanted. And we have wanted a, a long hair album for a long time. I, I kind of just stopped wanting it because I don't think we're going to get it. You know, but uh, I really expected her after hearing really that thing, that thing, that thing. After hearing that song, I was like, oh, she, she fucking spitting and she singing? Like, she is about to kill. Right. Um, and she did. She killed it. You know, she gave us so many fucking songs from that classic album. And that's back when, like, singles were released separately. You know, you didn't have everything from the album kind of playing on the radio. If someone says, hey, I'm coming out with a single, this is what the fuck up they're coming out with, just that particular song. Um, so she she just, again, you know, like Missy, she's able to sing and she's able to rap, but Lauryn Hill was just kind of like more like on the rap neo soul tip, completely different. Um, but I really thought that she was just going to like be a fucking monster. You know, like even up with the status of like Whitney Houston or Mariah Carey. I really thought she was going to be up there with that. I really did. Um, The last one, I'm going to take it back to someone you mentioned earlier, A-Marie. I thought A-Marie was going to pop. You know, again, she came out um, breath of fresh air. Breath of fucking fresh air. Um, She came out with her biggest song, One Thing, she fucking that that song was worldwide, not just here in the states. Worldwide, super fucking huge. And, and I, if it comes on to this day, like she really has that classic song. Yep. And it's you know from her from her sophomore project. Um, but I don't I don't I don't know what happened with a Marie and and how she just kind of just didn't do well anymore. Now I know I don't know if you've heard there was some rumors going around that majority of Beyonce's B Day album was A Marie's music. Mm. The, the producer plagiarism again. Here we go. The producer Rich Harrison supposedly had those beats and they were supposed to be for A Marie. And if you listen to Freakum dress. That shit sounds just like an Amory song, just like it. So you know, all, again, that's just, that was just kind of a rumor going around. But um, yeah, I, I, I thought, mentioned it though. A lot of the, I mean, get yeah. me bodied. Like a lot of tracks off of that album, I could totally hear Amory. Like yeah, and that, that and that's why cool. that's why it made so much sense to me. I was like, well, damn, like did this really happen? <laughs> and it yeah. really could have changed A. Marie's career. It could have. If 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 it's true, if it's true, it really, really could have. So yeah, I I feel like A. Marie would have been man, like 
mega. She she was she had the look, she had the style, she had the good music. Like she she could have been like on her way. Unfortunately, you know, she is kind of still around. She may put a song out every once in a while. I do follow her on Instagram. Um I don't know if I ever talked to you. I had I had dinner with A. Marie once. Uh, no. This was when she came oh. out with her um, what was her album? It was like Love and War or something. She had a song okay. on there called The Flowers, which is probably like my favorite A. Marie song. I think Lil Wayne was on the album. Fab was on the album. But yeah, so yeah. she had a thing here at the radio station and me and a friend went to go meet her. But prior to that, actually went to dinner with her. Yeah, and got is. to like listen to the album and stuff like that. Um, she is fucking gorgeous, and she's just so sweet. She's humble, like you know that that that's the kind of artist I like. So I, I really I, I hate it for her because I kind of feel like she would have been huge, right? Yeah, I really really do. Those are some good questions, man. Hey man, you know I do what I can. Well, yeah, I figure. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, dudes, dudes, and everything in between and in betwixt that thing, you know. This concludes, you know, our expose episode, if you will. But uh, we just want to thank y'all once again for being with us and standing beside us, you know, through thick and thin, man. We can't wait to, you know, bring you guys the new material that we have for next season. And, and hopefully you guys can go back to the old episodes and, and listen to them again. Shit. Spread the word around. Hype me up. Yo. <laughs> yeah, man. We We really, really really man from the bottom of our hearts really do appreciate each and every one of you for rocking with us these um past 15 episodes um man shout out to our guests that we've had this season man like first of all we had two fucking grammy winners grammys to the name <laughs> two grammy winners on our first podcast Absolutely. shout out to eric seats man drummer songwriter producer shout out to my motherfucking brother man Smokey from from player drew hill songwriter producer man like thank you guys so much for being a part of our our podcast dude like that that was man listen we will never 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 forget this shit thank you so much thank you thank you thank you who else, man? Uh, we had Tiffany. Tiffany was on our second episode. Thanks our, yeah, thanks to our, you know, our special co-host that we had on at the time. You know, it was a blessing to have them as well, man. And also, yeah. man, you know, oh, it was Tiffany and Cowie. And Cowie! Then, <laughs> and we also want to thank the people who have invited us to be a part of their podcast, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, Absolutely. It gets more exposure, man, and we really just want to thank y'all for, you know, having us on as well, man. I felt famous as well. <laughs> that was that was dope, man. Yeah, we really do appreciate it. And uh, AD, dude, I fuck with you. I love you, dog. Thank you so much for being such a dope ass motherfucking co-host. There is not another motherfucker around that I would have this with this thing that we have. It it was it was meant, dude. And, and, and from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate it. Um. Hey, dude, we, 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 man. We did it. We did it, dude. We did. We did it. Well, everybody, we can't wait for y'all to see what we got in store next, man. So until then, man, y'all enjoy yourselves, man. Live life. Uh, Please be conscious of your mental health, man. Please seek 
all the help that you can get and that you need, man. And just remember, you are loved. Yeah. Come on, is it like rat? Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Time to go. Peace. <laughs>